Welcome to the Trying to Can podcast. We are Olga and Angela. And in this podcast, we casually discuss our journey to be more conscious in everyday life, the small steps we take, the fuck-ups we make, the struggle of trying to can, and much more. I've lost count of how many times I've been told that my life is incomplete without a house full of little humans, that my clock is ticking, that I should start thinking about getting married. Well, guess what? I kind of feel that the only clock that is ticking is the clock to my next adventure. And that next adventure can be whatever. Why is it so wrong and why do we have to follow a certain way? So in this episode, we are going to discuss if this traditional path with a ring, a house, a secure job and babies unlock that eternal bliss that everybody is promising to us. Or maybe the recipe to happiness have changed over time and it actually comes from embracing our needs, listening to our inner voice and just living our life to the fullest, whatever that is. So guys, just to give you a bit of a background of why uh, we decided to discuss this topic today. We both come from Eastern countries that have more traditional ways of looking at things. And okay, I cannot talk for Angela, but I can talk for myself. I come from a very traditional Greek-Armenian family where, of course, since a young age, you are raised with this idea that so soon you're gonna grow up, find yourself a husband and live a happily ever after. And that is also what is expected from you. So there are certain milestones and my dad actually has those milestones. What a woman should do in her life by a certain age. And when I was a child or when I was a teenager, and honestly, maybe even till I was 25, I was living with that idea that, you know, my life is kind of defined in a certain way. And I was fine with it. It kind of just felt so natural because I grew up with that and all of the people around were having families and kids and whatever, having fun. But then I'm like, is that it? I kind of don't feel like that anymore. Something something changed. And, um, and I feel like being on this path of transitioning from more traditional upbringing to the realities of modern world is... A real trend to can for me. So let's actually discuss how we feel about this whole tra- transition from being a traditional woman in a traditional sense and what is expected of us to what it actually means for us being a woman in 2023. These are really big questions. Super important to discuss that. And I love that you brought it up. Indeed, also coming from a traditional background, rather conservative, I've also felt this pressure. Like, I cannot count on my fingers how many times my parents were, okay, like, what's happening? What's the status? Did he propose? Or after breaking up, like, why did you break up? That relationship could have ended in a marriage. You know, every every friend has a grandchild. We don't have any. The only thing that we have is a cat, which also, by the way, died, unfortunately. So, oh my God, like, I went through it as well. And it's not easy because, as you said, at the beginning, 
you feel like oh this is actually normal like this is how it it is supposed to be but then when you hit the real world you know once you get the taste of life and building your independence as a woman on that journey you have to rethink a lot of this like societal expectations and stigma one by one in order to free free yourself from this pressure and finally discover what you want and become that modern woman which is you know free badass she takes the decision with consideration she weights the pros and cons she does what is the best for her you know if having a kid having a marriage feels right it's the best time you feel like okay let's go for it then you go for it if you feel like this is not for me at least not now or maybe never then you can also own that now when you were talking i was thinking you know i always felt like i'm living with my own fear of missing out because it's you know everybody has families and kids am i missing out on something but now when you were talking i was actually i would live with the fear of missing out of our parents of not having grandkids <laughs> exactly is it our fear or it's their fear I think it's theirs, but let's deep dive into that. I'm actually curious because you mentioned at one point there was a click in you, which meant that you realized, okay, I had a lot of deep-rooted walls when it comes to like milestone, what my life was supposed to be. When did that click happen where you were like, okay, wait a second, I think there's something fishy? Yeah, I I kind of remember the day, so... We were just sitting in a bar after work and I was sitting with my two co-workers. <laughs> co-workers. <laughs> co-workers. So we were sitting in a bar with two of my co-workers and one of them was in a long-term relationship and also another colleague of ours who is older, he's married. And we, of course, after a couple of glasses of wine, just started discussing relationships, kids and everything. And I remember how... Like the girl and me both with fire in our eyes. We were just proving the point how life is meaningless without kids and that we want to have like three kids. And I was so certain that like my life without a kid, I cannot imagine it. And I think it was also coming from the point that both of my aunts from both sides, they don't have kids. And kind of this topic always felt like sensitive in sensitive the in a family. Exactly. And then every time I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to have a family, I'm not going to have kids, I'm like, I was tearing up because for me it was just such a somehow essential part of my life and of who I imagined I would be one day. And then a couple of months after, and I think to be honest, that was the moment when a lot of things clicked, I got my burnout. And I think there was a point when a lot of things and a lot of thoughts have changed because you know it happens for a reason it's not it, it just happens because you're basically not really living the life that maybe is true to you and it's not aligned with your values and of course mostly it's related to work but i think it's also related to everything else and that was the moment when i was like you know what i don't i'm not ready for that i feel like there are still so many things i don't know about myself and i didn't discover it i didn't travel i didn't figure out what i want to have from life and it just feels like if a lost parent brings to life a kid you're gonna raise maybe 
a lost kid. And so I can't... Unfortunately. Yeah. And it just felt like, you know what? It's fine. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But also, as you mentioned in the beginning, I want to be a woman that is not pressured to have kids just because... You know, unfortunately, biologically, you you are limited in that sense, of course. I'm open to an idea of adoption if one day I would want that. Yeah, I, I don't think it's something that should be set in stone, even though it was always believed that that's the case, just because of that biological clock, whatever. So, yeah, I think that was, that wa- that was it. That was the moment. Now, the question, I think, on many people's mind, do you think... A woman can be fulfilled without kids. Ooh, that's like such a philosophical <laughs> question we are going Existential. into. Existential. <laughs> Existential question, exactly. I think that having a kid doesn't solve all of your problems. Even though my father really tries to promote that idea is that the woman is not fulfilled if she is not a mother Uh, and that, you know, the brain of the woman starts stagnating at some moment if you didn't have kids or grandkids, whatever, because you don't have this fresh inflow of energy. And it might be right. Maybe from a biological perspective, maybe our body is... Reset when you have a kid, yeah. Exactly, it's reset. You have, you know, different kind of hormones, different kind of instincts that are uh, waking up. But... I think there's so many things that you can do with your life and so many things you can explore that it wouldn't really leave you even space to think that you're missing out on something. You just have to figure out what it is exactly. And again, so that older colleague that I mentioned before, with his wife, they decided that they don't want to have kids. And they're just living a happy life. They're just traveling, having great careers and stuff like that. So... I think it's possible you just have to look for that because having a baby anyways doesn't guarantee that you're going to be fulfilled. I also have a friend of mine and she got married, she got a kid and of course she's like super happy with that but at the same time now the kid is going to the kindergarten and she feels like okay, I kind of don't really know what I want to do with my career. I feel like my whole life is around the baby now. And, you know, we were planning to have a call and the baby got sick. So she's like, oh, I I cannot have a call. So basically your whole life starts spinning around the kid and you lose a little bit that identity. At least I feel that way. And it's not for everybody. I'm not saying that my opinion is... The only right one here. And that's the thing. There is no right or wrong here, right? No, for sure. I also feel like, you know, fulfillment with or without kids, I think it really is about what is your purpose in life or what gives you fulfillment. Because personally, I feel like if I don't have fulfillment in other areas of my life, the moment I will have a kid and indeed I need to dedicate my time and you know the life starts spinning around kid or at least the first years in their life when they are super dependent on you then I think I will feel unhappy because I will not feel fulfilled in other areas of my life do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I, I I've never had a kid I cannot judge but I just feel like if you don't have 
a purpose or if you don't have other things in your life to fulfill you, then obviously the kid becomes the fulfillment. Whereas if you do have other things in your life that gives you fulfillment and pride and energy, when a kid comes around, it's just a bonus. It's a it's a amplified fulfillment and happiness. But if that is not there, the core is not there, and then a kid appears in your life, planned or unplanned then you might find yourself in a situation that everything is around the kid and then when the child grows up and leaves the house because your life revolved around the child there might be a tendency to kind of keep you know doing that and and maybe at one point even suffocating the child and kind of hindering their own journey and life and I see it you know in my circle of friends and even my mom you know we are two siblings I have my brother and now she told me like a couple of months ago I wish I had a third child I was like why and she's like yeah for you to have like another brother and sister I'm like I'm okay with my brother like why do I need she's like "Mm, yeah but I think it's it's better you know when we are not gonna be here you're gonna have more siblings I'm like okay great like I love my brother but I'm I'm okay with one you know and it's always about them and I can Mm -hmm. see that when we left me and my brother then they had a cat and they were like okay so you left now we are just with a cat oh you know (laughs) and I'm like guys but do something with your life like do something that fulfills you and that's what I think again I don't have a kid but I'm just kind of um foreseeing that if I don't get fulfillment from somewhere something else from my craft, from my career, from my relationships or from my adventures, from whatever that is, from my projects, from my work, then I might at one point get in the same pattern where the purpose of my existence becomes the children and then you get obsessed with them and everything that is about them and it's just, I think, the natural uh, evolution of life and journeys that you bring that child into the world you obviously try to provide the best until they come of adulthood and then after that you you let them go no i i i can totally relate to what you just said my parents also were saying the same about the third kid and their argument was like yeah so then we would bother you and your brother less <laughs> because we would have to distribute more energy i'm like that's actually a fair point i'm like and he and my dad is like yeah then we wouldn't care what you do i'm like dad who are you kidding you would still care but you just would care like for more people <laughs> even exactly. more but i feel like their life becomes a bit empty when we leave the house and i've been talking this week to a woman she's 50 and of course it's you know in the modern world it's still very young you are still you know can change your career can go traveling that's when the good sex starts apparently (laughs) so i only need to wait 22 more years (laughs) for the good sex (laughs) nothing you know that's how you learn the delayed gratification (laughs) that's painful (laughs) (laughs) that's the lesson for delayed gratification indeed Uh, But basically, she was 
she had the education, she was working, then she got married, her husband didn't want her to work. So she dedicated her life to the house and to the kids, and she had three kids. And now the youngest is, I don't know, like finishing school, so soon also to head to his own journey. And she's like, yeah, and I'm only 15, I don't know what to do now, because I didn't have a job. Like now I probably cannot really go and work like you know based on my studies what now what do I do now so in that sense I think finding your purpose first and of course I'm not saying that if you're gonna find it at 25 it's gonna be the same at 50 but at least you have been through that path and you maybe know how to go there again on that exploration mode fair point and I also feel like the sacrifice that women do and I'm not saying men also do sacrifice but with marriage and motherhood my observation is that women sacrifice and endure so much more I mean just starting from the pregnancy standpoint you know your body changes your weight changes then you give birth you you are breastfeeding you are tied to the baby also like physically speaking because you need to feed them and then the hormonals afterwards and maybe you know you can have a, a depression after giving birth and then you put your career on pause for a couple of months or a couple couple of years and it's just there is so much and that's why I'm to be honest I'm angry I'm angry with the society and I'm also angry sometimes with my parents when they ask me when are you giving us a grandchild I'm like have you asked me in which stage I'm I am in my life like this is not walk in the park like why is it so hard to understand that there's a lot of things that I need to sacrifice and I need to be in the right mental space to sacrifice these things and and be aware that this is what is going to happen because I am in this aspect quite let's say rational and I'm really trying to look at you know how my life is going to change and at least if I take the decision I take it consciously knowing that this is going to be the next steps and this is how it might evolve and these are the worst case scenarios this is the best case scenario so that's why I think this conversation is so important and as you said with your uh, friend that you met this week I can imagine that yeah 50 years old your child goes away to studying or whatever then you did so many sacrifices and then now what it's the trying to can of women i have to say that this trying to can is terrifying me and the more i think about it because of course i am getting older so the you know the cut point is coming closer uh so 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 that just really scares me the fact that i'm not ready for that sacrifice and I'm not sure if it's worth it and what is the benefit of it is it more like fear of regret meaning that you are scared that if you are not doing it and missing that clock that everyone is talking about then you will regret it or is it more the fear of if I do it am I like ready for all the sacrifices that come with it and are the benefits outweighing the sacrifices i think it's a combination so of course there is always the actual process part and not being able to do it when i would want that Uh, but in general i kind of have 
a constant fight fight between the fear of missing out and joy of missing out because when i look at my friends who have families i feel that it limits them in so many ways uh in the ways that you already mentioned of how you know you just have to be there for your child and how many things you have to sacrifice but at the same time i kind of feel like if i don't get a kid then i'm just on my own because if all my friends do that it's not as fun to spend time together anymore because their interests are different their availability is different i mean i'm not gonna go clubbing till five in the morning with a person who just had a baby well i anyways will not go clubbing <laughs> till five in the morning but i think it's it's just a constant internal fight and just a fear of not fitting in the world where this traditional path is still predominant yeah that makes total sense now so you know there there are a lot of things from the external world that pressure us in this regards but of course it's not just the kids right if we take take a, st- a step back you cannot do the kid by yourself well you can <laughs> it's not the holy spirit <laughs> <laughs> so yes unless it's the holy spirit situation you kind of need a man i'm not saying even the man a man <laughs> yeah so basically having a relationship and i feel that There are also a lot of stigma around that and a lot of pressure around getting married and being in a stable relationship. Or finding a partner. Exactly. But at the same time, if you look around, there are so many new definitions of relationships that I can honestly cannot even keep up with because I I lost track of all the new variations of polyamorous. (laughs) You know, when when you said a man, I also thought, yeah... Or a woman. (laughs) Yeah, or a woman or a donor. (laughs) Yeah, so you see my traditional upbringing still limits me to look at at all the different combinations that are there. (laughs) But this is such a fair point because I remember I was talking to my parents and I was out of a very long relationship. So I was single at the time. After a while, I started seeing someone basically and they were kind of like pushing me. Okay, 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 what's next? I'm like... I am getting to know a person. I don't even know if this is going to work out. I don't even know him properly. You didn't even meet him. How on earth are you pressuring me into something? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like we say in Russian, oh, I, I don't even know how to translate it. If you manage to bear with it, you kind of, you'll find love in the process. So more or less that. So you just have to deal with it for long enough. Stick with it. Stick with it to fall in love. (laughs) Exactly. Looking also at the friend circle and the friends of friend circle, it's already so hard and challenging nowadays to find a partner to be in a committed relationship to build something together to get to know each other in a healthy way at the level where you can evolve to the next step to the next milestone and this is indeed so much pressure also from the parents and the societal perspective like oh why are you single there's something wrong with you there is probably something wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) but there's nothing wrong with you (laughs) Aren't we all a bit broken? We are, that's true. We just need to find a person who wants to be broken with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> that sounded very sad. <laughs> or better put, you need to find a person who will accept your brokenness and you will accept their brokenness and then together you'll be like Yolo. unbreakable and exactly <laughs> unbreakable that's it no but indeed there's nothing wrong with people who are single or maybe there are people who choose to be single and who don't want to go on dates or who are very content in the comfort of their home I am content in the comfort of my home, but I want to go on a date. So if you're listening and you want to invite me on a date, you can reach us out <laughs> and invite me. I like flowers. DM at trying to can. So we talked about the pressure of motherhood, the societal expectation to become a mother, the societal expectation to have a relationship, to lead to marriage, you know, as you said, to have a ring also there's this thing if a woman is ambitious she's too ambitious you know if she's following a career like okay it is kind of being judged indeed a judgment from the outside because i remember you know my parents they're very happy obviously with me you know doing well at my job but i am a hundred percent sure that in a moment where i would let's say hypothetically tell to them that I don't have time for a relationship because I'm focusing on my on my career, they would be slow down your courses. Like, it's not about career. Like, you need to invest time in that. But, you know, I feel like here parents are being inconsistent because mine are the same. So they do put a lot of pressure on getting married and stuff like that. And when I say something about, oh, I want to, I don't know, first find a good job, whatever. And they're like, no, but there is never a right moment. You always need to, of course, do something else. And it's, as you say, not about a job. But that's not how they raised me. At least, I don't know about you, but they always wanted me to be educated, to be able to make independent choices, to not be dependent on a man and be financially like stable by myself. And I'm sorry if you raised me as an independent person, I cannot all of a sudden just leave all of that aside and become a housewife. This is such a good comment and such a good observation because indeed I had the same, like my parents grew me up also quite independent, you know, with hobbies, a lot of emphasis on studies indeed because they were like, okay, in order to overcome our condition, like financial condition and, you know, lifestyle, you need to study, you need to become someone in life, right? But then when the moment comes, you put all this effort, you do all these studies, all these sleepless nights, and you finally kick off your career, you, you know, you put a lot of like work into your career, then that argument goes out a window and now, okay, relationship marriage kids so did I do all that just for marriage like for this no that was not the intention at the very beginning the intention was to be independent and I remember also like my father would always say because I didn't like cleaning the house and I and I I still don't like doing that I also don't like but you know I my parents were kind of safeguarding me from doing any house chores especially my mom and she would always have this argument oh like she will have time to do it in when she will be adult and then my father because I didn't like cleaning he was like okay you need to work hard so that one day you can afford 
someone to clean your house for you and I was like yep dad that's gonna be the case and then what now well now the justification from my parents is yeah of course you're smart and educated but you can educate your kids so basically they were bringing up a teacher for their grandkids that that's that was the investment (laughs) wow speechless (laughs) okay so another thing I feel like there's a lot of pressure on women in general is the body image and appearance and I get compliments regarding my appearance and when I do I feel so uncomfortable I cannot even say like thank you I just feel like if I'm next to my boyfriend why he doesn't get any compliment because of his appearance they don't ask me what I do what are my passions even what I do for job and he is getting asked about that I feel hurt, to be honest, in those moments. Like, I feel like this is unfair. So you feel like your only purpose is born to be pretty. Born to be pretty. And then the rest is trivial. And it's weird. I really do share your feeling. I also feel always very uncomfortable when somebody says, oh, you're so beautiful. I'm like, okay, is this the only thing you can say about me? It also feels like, It's like your currency is prettiness. And obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong. If my partner, for instance, or my friends, they compliment me here and there on, you know, on occasion, it's great. But when you get this, you know, in social situations from people that you don't know very well, it just becomes very obvious. So bottom line, there's a lot of societal expectations pressure limitations boxes whatever you (laughs) you want to call them they are targeted at women and that obviously comes with a price what do you think is the biggest price that we pay i think for me the biggest thing would be if i'm actually pressured to marry a guy that i have been seeing and having a kid or whatever it kind of would maybe look from the outside that you have it all that you are supposed to have and then I would feel guilty for not being happy in that situation because it feels like you know I got it all why why do I feel bad and if that's not something that aligns with your needs or your values there is a high chance you will have that void anyways and you will not feel that you are living your life So I think that is the biggest price, just the feeling that you're not living your life and not maybe always understanding why you have that feeling because you kind of fulfilled everything that you were supposed to. Yeah, I fully agree. It's basically having that void that something is missing out, but you don't understand because you did everything by the book and something is not clicking yet. Exactly. So maybe it just wasn't your book. (laughs) (laughs) exactly you just didn't write it it's like you know when you ask chat gpt to summarize the book you read the key points it sounded good kind of but then you missed out on all the details that come together with it exactly yeah (laughs) also this whole situation puts a lot of pressure on us as women and we have the right to take our own decisions and to own our own decisions and life 
in a way that it's best for us and don't get me wrong like if that's what you feel like right now go for it I'm the biggest cheerleader but for women who do this just because they are told to so or they feel the pressure just know there is no one size fit all you don't have to do what society tells you just listen to your gut feeling where you are in your life and what you want yeah no that's totally true but also let's not idealize the other path we are not saying that it's going to be easy because that whole exploration and finding what you want and going against the still the system even though there are so many changes now it is still the predominant thing it's still rather challenging so of course you have to be up for a challenge of that discovery and as Angela said maybe in the end of the journey you'll figure out that you know family house kids whatever that is what I want and that's amazing but at least you did it consciously consciously and through your own journey and it is challenging but in the end you have a chance to find out what actually is true to you rather than if you just follow the path and maybe it's in a way easier you just might end up unhappy the sad truth the ugly truth (laughs) the ugly my assumption is even if you go with the hardest route even if you take a decision that has a lot of sacrifices that has a lot of challenging but in the moment that you take it you own it when you're gonna face these challenges you're gonna be like you know what I did it because I wanted it so you go through it much easier than when you realize at one point wait a second I'm living a life that I didn't design for and then you start blaming all the other external factors and you are sucked in that energy so I'm actually curious what gives you hope in us as women reclaiming what actually means to be a woman and changing that old narrative do you see the light at the end of the tunnel I have to say I'm a bit blind so I have to put on my glasses first (laughs) but when I do I definitely see some blinking light somewhere far far away i think there is still quite some time till this transition from more traditional path to an alternative path will happen and i'm happy that more and more people start questioning uh things for themselves and start to realize that there is not only one way and that they can Uh, try to can and take a couple of turns on the way and it's gonna be fine my conclusion is no matter what you do as long as you're just a decent person and have a kind heart and don't do some shit you know there is no right or wrong it's whatever is good for you and whatever makes you feel that you are in the right place and nothing is set in stone so today i might want to have this tomorrow might want to have that And that's okay. And now when I'm saying that, I'm kind of not judging anymore the guys that I've been seeing (laughs) who kind of one day would promise me uh, a castle and then the next day would just disappear. So I guess that's just a reality and we have to get used to that. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) I loved what you said. It's always about you and what works for you. And what do you want? I think that is the underlying message indeed. 
and also becoming a little bit more aware when you're facing these situations in day-to-day life and questioning okay am I doing it because I really want it I consider the pros and the cons or am I doing it because the society tells me to do so this episode was dedicated to women we love you we cheer for you do what's best for you and if any man also listened to this episode we also cheer for you we cheer for you be the man that encourages your woman to do what is best for her without pressuring to follow any norms and everybody else we also cheer for you just do what's best for you and what makes you feel great If you liked this episode, you like our podcast, you enjoy listening to it, then please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us. And give us a follow on Instagram at TryingToCan. If you have any dilemmas that you want us to discuss it on the podcast, drop us a DM and perhaps you're going to be featured in our next episode. Who knows? Until next time, talk soon. Bye.